You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programs, you are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Who you gonna turn to next? 
listening to African Perspective, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe. It simply means, so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
Sashay. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Shemhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Good morning, African world. This is Herb Lewis sitting in for Baba Oshi. Thank you for joining the show. I, I know you're out there listening. I can feel your spirit. Uh, I really appreciate you tuning in. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you decided to turn in and tune into this show. And hopefully uh, I can say something that uh, inspires you to go out today or 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 even stay in today and, and touch someone else because it's not a, it truly is not about what uh, you've done for yourself. You got up, you took a shower, you 
got you something to eat, you combed your hair, you made your bed, your house is beautiful. It's what you what you do for someone else which makes you who you are because it's just the footprint that we leave behind uh, that that's really important to me, the legacy uh, so that our people as a collective uh, will carry on and, and, and they're carrying on the fight. And, and, and it's, it's, a, it's interesting that, I mean, I don't want to get into philosophical things because I, um, I've, uh, I've experienced a, a lot of, a lot of exploration in the last couple of, couple of months. A lot of my friends and my, my associates have, have gone on to the other side. It, it, we're at that age uh, for me, I'm at that age where people are, are expiring and they're, they, they've come to the end of their journey and their work here is done and they're going to the other side. They become ancestors. And that's what happens. When your work is done, you, you, you go home. Uh, and, and that's it, regardless of what I didn't say. If you notice, I said nothing about organized religion. I said nothing about um, politics. This is a, this is a, a personal thing. Uh, that I'm talking about is something personal between you and your deity it has nothing to do with anybody else. Um, we come to this earth alone and we leave alone, but what we are, what we are going to do is leave a footprint. It's an old African proverb. One of the few that I, I remember it says when a, when a man dies, uh, a library perishes. And, and, and that, and that, and that goes for women too. I just say, man, as a, in general, a library perishes because what happens is we we've acquired knowledge over the years, whether it's good, bad, and different. We've acquired knowledge knowledge through our experiences. Even if you're not a reader, uh, or you you acquire knowledge through your interactions with uh, other people in this world. I mean, I I could be wrong, but I truly believe that that's how this how this works. And just because you're old doesn't make you an elder. It just makes you old, and uh, and getting old, you get old. I, I believe we get old for a reason because there are people who did not see sixty-five years old, did not see sixty years old, did not see fifty years old, because they were brought on this earth to do what they did, and they left at their appointed time. Uh, amen. Amen. Just means you agree. Uh, so, I truly believe that. Um, uh, you're gonna. Uh, when I come on and, and, and sit in for Oshi, I everything I do, uh, everything I say, I'm going to tie it into uh, my African culture. Uh, we as black people, uh, American Africans, I, I've been trained to say black people, so it's going to take me a while. Just like I was trained to say the N-word, and I was trained to hate myself. I was trained to learn the Star Spangled Banner. I was trained, and those things are in you know, indoctrinated in me uh, over 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 decades. So it's going to take a while for me to erase or to or to uninstall this operating system that I operate under. And I believe that uh, we all have an operating system where we uh, we uh, imitate or emulate or, or or try to assimilate to the, the 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 dominant what we believe is the dominant culture. But see, the reality is for me, and I don't want to just be babbling on and on, but before I get to my point and what I want to discuss today, but the reality is the power that people have over you is only the power that you give them. And, 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 and what I mean by that is I, I love 
to have money and spend money and go places and see things that money allows me to do like anybody else. But I am not a slave to money. You know, it's some things, some people, it's money over everything. But then when you realize that money will have you in a place where you have no dignity, you have no self-respect, you have no rules, no, no nothing, and that makes you a shallow person. That makes you have no moral fiber. And, and I'm telling you, when you, get, when you start to get on the other side of 50 or the other side of 40, uh, you start to realize once you've acquired all these so-called things that you believe you want, that nice car, that beautiful house, and all this gold jewelry, and people telling you how good you look, and then all of a sudden you start to realize that all these things I have don't talk to me at night. Huh? All these things I have don't keep me warm at night. All these things I have don't talk back to me and give me their opinion and have a conversation, which is at the end of the day, conversation is the blood of life. Because the reality is, bruh, talking to someone makes me feel good. That's why when you, when we had the, the, the pandemic and people had to stay in the house for a few days or weeks or whatever it was, it didn't affect me that as much, but you had to stay in the house. People, white people on television, I'm looking at them. They are losing their mind. They don't like you uh, American Africans at all, but I need to be out there around them. I need to be, I need to interact with some people. Now, why is that? Why were they so upset about staying in the house? Even if it could kill, they were told this could kill you. I got to get my hair cut. I need to get my nails done. Was your nails that long that you had to get your nails done? Did your hair get that long that you had to go get your hair cut you couldn't stay in the house? And you were told to do that. No, the, what the problem was wasn't that you had to stay in the house. is that you were told to stay in the house. And when you live in a space of white privilege, no one gets to tell you anything. That's just like telling uh, white people, look, you can't use the N-word. Uh, uh, I can use it, say anything I want. I'm white. Oh, okay. And you're right. But there's a consequence for that. There's a consequence for using that word around me. And uh, whatever that consequence is, that, that you will suffer that. Again, it's not about taking the power out the word. It's not about it, was in, it wasn't in that, that context. They didn't mean that. I don't give a damn what they meant. I know what they said. I know what I know what your mouth said, but your body said something else. So, but the point I'm the point I'm making is, the things that become important to you as you get older, are not are not the material things. Are not the things that man make or man gives you. It's it's the inner self. It's the inner self that's important because I go to sleep with Irvin every night, and I wake up with Irvin every morning. And this heart that I have never stops, which is very interesting how this heart can beat your entire life, even when you're asleep. If that ain't, if that ain't God, I don't know what it is. It never stops. It protects you with life. And, you, and then you, you're able to appear to do what you want. 
you know. But my mission in life, I believe, I, I heard when I was very young, some white folks would get on TV. I just got to find the meaning of life. You know, white folks would say that all the time. And then they'd go out and do some acid and and have some free sex and free love and get on a bus and draw peace signs and act like they want to, all that foolishness. I, as I've gotten older, I've, I kind of understood what they were trying to say. They're trying to figure out what is, the, what is their purpose of being here. And I believe the purpose of everyone is to do something for someone other than yourself. That's why when you see things on television or, or, or a movie, it, it makes you cry because we live in emotions. We live in our emotions. And it's, and it's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, but everything has a place. Everyone, I believe, has a lane. But I don't believe our lane is, is, to, be, is to be a second-class citizen. I don't believe our lane is to look for white people to help us with anything. I don't believe that's where we're supposed to be as American Africans. I believe that our lane is not to be deprived of our history because history is the most important. It's, I'm telling you, it's, it, it, it's the most important thing. In, because when you're young, you think you – my daughter said something to me one time, and she was in her teens, and she acted as if it was brand new. Man, you know, I did this, Daddy, and blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's all right. And, you know, I let her think that she had found something new. But there's not. But there's nothing new under the sun. I'm hearing some feedback. What is it? What is that? I hope I, I can get that out of there. But no, my point is, the point I was making was that we are, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, there's, there's, and, and it's up to us as elders to make sure that we pass this on to the young people so that they can, so that when they become elders or when they, as they live and they're, and they do things and, and acquire things that they are able to pass this on to the generation after them. Because let's be clear, this Irugu that we live, uh, that we live amongst, is a psychopath. I said it, and I'll say it again. Is a psychopath. Believes in killing, believes in conquering, and then celebrates it as if it was a beautiful thing. You know, you, you tell you're going to fight someone, but yet you're talking about a people who've dropped an atomic bomb on a whole city and killed children, women, dogs, cats, everything grant you can't grow nothing in the soil for 20 years after they did that this is these are the people that we live amongst they did not just do it once they were so afraid of these people they did it twice this is an atomic bomb you dropped on human beings and then went got something to eat and laid down and went to sleep like it was no big thing how do you live with that even the people who were in the, the Nanola Gate, that's the name of the plane that dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they even told their story. They had problems because they had dropped this bomb that annihilated so many human beings within minutes. And they lived with this. If, and you're talking about people who suffer from cognitive dissonance. You come to a country and you take the land. You take it. 
They didn't. The, the native people didn't just give it to them. They took it. They took it. And if they and if they fought back, they killed them. Then you give it to your children, and then you give it to your children, and all of a sudden, we didn't really take it. They gave it to us. They wanted us to have it. We're supposed to have it. This is manifest destiny. We're going to help these people. And, and you know, I said that only because I was thinking of when I was uh, looking at, in, at Africa. I was online, and I was on a YouTube, and Africa is uh, is, is now starting to revolt. They're having a revolution. We Black people, American Africans, and have never, ever stopped fighting the Rugu. We've never stopped fighting, even in this country. But someone put in the comments, and they were white. He said, I'm a white man. And he said, I, I'm glad they're revolting in Africa because we are tired of taking care of these Africans. And that, I mean, think about that, audience. I mean, think about what I just said. They're tired of taking care of Africans. What makes you think that a people that have been, that were on this planet were the first people need you to take care of them. And how do you take care of someone when you're raping their country constantly? You're taking all their natural resources, taking them, having you mine them. You sell diamonds. The the Jew sells diamonds and has no diamond mine. How do you sell diamonds and you don't own no di- Ain't no diamond mine where you live. How does that work? You're raping this country, and you've been doing it for a very long time. So now, so now the country is revolting. They're kicking out the French. They're kicking out the French because the French don't deal with them on a level playing field. So they're kicking out, and now they're sending in their economic jackals. They're sending in the, the, the white folks that come in and destabilize the government. They're sending in the white folks that come in and cause chaos and confusion, the ones that make things uh, that make things uh, topsy-turvy, uh, chaotic. Uh, we, we don't want this. And, and that worked. That worked 20 years ago. That actually worked 10 years ago. But it ain't working now. It ain't working now. And this democracy that they're talking about, what kind of democracy do you have when you go to a country and take all their natural resources and give and give them nothing? They're living in the dark, and you're living in uh, the Eiffel Tower is lit up every night. Huh? So what's happening is these this Irugu has played himself. He's played himself. And I'm going to tell you why he played himself, because the linchpin, the, the, the trump card, uh, the, the great changing, the change agent here is the Internet. See, if you keep a people like they do in Korea where they don't, where King Jong-un, whatever his name is, he doesn't even allow the Internet in his country. Because the Internet not only educates, it empowers people. See, the Internet is a two-edged sword. You got a bunch of people on there shaking their booty and telling you how fine they are and all this foolishness. But the Internet also, if you push the right buttons, will take you to information. And that's why it's called the information highway. There's a brother that comes on, that calls in. His name is Brother Rick. I think that's his name. He talks about a language that we need to have. 
a language. And if you notice, every group of people have a means of communication. From the deltas, whatever it is they do, <laughs> the deltas to the to the uh, the frat brothers to the masons, they got rings. They turn the ring over when they see the brother if he don't answer the question right. And the skull and bones, which you don't even know what that is. And then you have the synagogue. How many of you? How many? I'll give you a hundred dollars. How many of you have gone into a synagogue, sat down, and and did the Sammy Davis Jr. thing? You, I, I rode past a synagogue for the when I lived here in Baltimore for the, for almost fifty years and never been in it. But those Jews been in that Baptist church I go to, they come there every election time. Every time they want you to vote for them, they've been there. Because the house that we lived in, the ground was owned by a Jew, paid ground rent to the Jew. Even the red light district downtown, there's only one black called the block where they have all the strip clubs. That's owned by the Jew. The Jew owns all that property down there. But yet they, they are so religious and they love the Lord God so much, and the Torah tells them, but they are, but they own property where there's where the black girls are down there shaking their booties and and foolishness. But but see, and I'm not trying to say that I'm all, you know, I'm all so righteous. I believe me, I have evolved into this way of thinking, as we all have. We all have a journey, but I've evolved into this. I didn't come, I, I, man, I was out there doing what everybody else did because I wanted to fit in where I got in. I did not, and we're taught to fit in. We're taught to please our parents. We're taught to fit into society. We're taught not to make any waves because that makes life easier for you. And you want an easy life. You know, you look at people who are, are appear to be successful because money is supposed to be successful. So you look at an entertainer. And uh, you see a Kevin Hart. Uh, I've met Kevin Hart. He's a really, he's a really nice cat, and he's a billionaire. And you look at Kevin Hart, man, he he just blew up. No, he didn't. Kevin Hart is a thirty-year overnight sensation. Put the work in. But put the work in for your people. We have to. We have to be solvent. We have to be self-determining. We have to be uh, revolutionary. We the fight. We are fighting right now. Everything is is, is anti-American African. Everything is anti-American African. Everything you do. I mean, I hear these cats. Um, um don't get me wrong. I, I like uh, sports. I played sports. I was, and I, I thought I was an athlete until <laughs> I realized when I ran into a real athlete. Well, my God. But I like sports as much as anybody else. But I understand sports is a business. So don't get in a fight with me over a team. Uh, you know, uh, you, you don't like the Eagles. Uh, and, and then, but when's the last time the Eagles let you in for free? When's the last time the Eagles had a fan appreciation night where everybody, everybody get a free hot dog? They never did that, and they never going to do that because it's a business. When's the last time you went to the church and the church, and the, the church said, look, we're not going to take no collection today. We're going to let y'all keep y'all money. And we're just going to give you all this God thing for free today, and y'all can just go ahead and keep your cash and go on over to the Golden Corral and get you some, some you know, some first-degree heart block and some congested heart failure, and you'll be all right. They, they're not going to do that. 
We need to take up a collection. We need to do something very religious right now. Take up a collection. So no, no. When you live, when you live in a capitalist country, which is capitalist, this is capitalism, and you're not a capitalist. You're not. You're an integrationist. And there's no such thing as integration. If it is, it's only social integration. It's not economic integration. Because if you ain't, if you cash in the checks, neon, neon, you cash in checks, brother. You ain't writing checks. You cash in checks. When you write this, that doesn't impress me. Who have, what have you done for somebody other than yourself today? What have you done to be a credit to your race? That's what I'm talking about, and I said it. A credit to your rail, man, that's all outdated. It ain't outdated. They outdated you. They made you take that afro off your head. They outdated you. They made you take them them clothes off and said, oh, man, you want to wear these clothes. Why do I want to wear these clothes? Why do I want to press my hair? Why am I gunking my hair down to look like my oppressor? Why am I doing that? You know why you're doing that, because you've been – brainwashed into believing that if I look like you, I will be you. If I'm around you, what what you do, I'll get something from it. If I go to school and put my children in a classroom next to your children, they'll be smart. One of the worst schools in the world is in Kentucky, all white. And they and they, they are failing all the, the standardized tests. But what do you see on what do you see on the news? Oh the black schools are doing terrible. The children can't read. White schools can't read either. So what we have to do is we have to look past the story. See, it, when you're in a capitalist society, the first thing you want to do when you hear something is follow the money. Who is financing Black Lives Matter? Who's financing the 1% of the LGBTQLMB? Who's financing it? Who, where, who's supporting this candidate that you, uh, that you love so much? You know, I don't really like this homosexual lifestyle, but I just bought me an HP printer. Well, the HP people just supported the LGBTQ with some money. So now you're supporting them. You know, I mean, the, 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 the congresswoman said she's voting for Biden, so we need to do what she said. I need to vote with who she votes for. What we need to do, and I truly believe this, is to sit out. Sit out. You're not going to get, you're only going to get what you're going to get anyway. So why don't we sit out? And not only would it would do, that thing would have two, threefold effects. First of all, it would show these folks that you need me to make things happen. It was, secondly, it would show some cohesiveness for black people. We do something collectively. We move in lockstep. We have something in common that white people don't want us to recognize, that we're all African. We're all African, and they don't want us to recognize that. If you don't recognize it, then you'll never be together. You will always be, um, you will always be uh, fragmented. And you know like I know, if I smack you in your face, it hurts. But if I punch you in your face, it's devastating. Let's put all these fingers together and put them in the fist that they were in in the 60s. Black power didn't raise an open hand. Black power raised a fist. 
And that fist showed that we were collective, that we were united. You can have unity without uniformity. I don't have to be as tall as you for us to walk together. I don't be, have to be as short as you for us to walk together. My homosexual brother been here forever. He's, they're not going anywhere. They were here when I was small. But I don't need a homosexual flag in my classroom. I don't need you to sexualize my children at six years old. What does my child need to know about who you're sleeping with or who you're not sleeping with at six years old? Instead of Instead of conforming to what's going on, why don't we do a study to find out why it's going on? Is there a surge? Is there not a surge? Be honest. How many is it? Is it 1%, 2%? Stop doing things in the dark. Let's say what it is. It's going to be all right. Y'all ain't going nowhere, and neither am I. You were here, and you're going to stay here. But that's, that's not sit in, and, and then I'm not going to qualify what I say. You know how people qualify what they say? Well, you know, I don't really like the homosexuals, but I got them in my family. You know, I don't really like the police, but some of my cousins is police. I'm not qualifying nothing. I said what I said. I said what I said. And it's all right. It's all right. You don't have to qualify. You don't have to apologize because I'm unapologetically an American African. And 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 what that means is that if people have a problem with what I say or how I or what I think or, or what I express. I'm saying the same thing twice, saying and expressing the same thing. If I, if that's that's not my problem. That's your problem. You know, we can have a conversation or we can't have a conversation. It's up to you. But you're not going to sit here and tell me with this big gold chain on and this $6,000 suit that God told you to tell me. God ain't tell you to tell me nothing. What did he tell you to tell me? He got my number. He gets your number. And who said God was a he if he made you in his image? And come on now. You gave me a book. I read the book. And then you tell me the book ain't right. Because we're not going to read about the Leviticus. We're not going to read about Romans. We're not going to read about the abomination. We, no, we ain't going to read all that. We ain't going to read that part. That 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 part, we're going to write a new book. We're going to do a new a new one. We're going to take all that out. Okay. Go right ahead and take it out. You go right ahead and take it out. But I want to I want to ask any of any of you in the audience if you if you're paying attention to Africa, if you're paying attention to the the motherland, because I I have a homeland, and we all do. Everybody on this planet has a homeland. They come from somewhere. I have a homeland, and my homeland is Africa. And in Africa, they have a, a series of coups. That's what they're calling them, coups, because if they call them revolutions, which is what they are, it gives them more, it gives it more power. It gives it gives these people, they don't sound, they don't seem like they're just trying to, a, a power grab. It seems like they're trying to push these colonial, these colonial monsters out of their country completely. And the, and the next people that come in that country wanting to help will have to deal with them on a level playing field. And if you notice how they got them, these things do, they, they come through military. Because when you don't have a way to protect yourself, you might as well sit down and shut up and be quiet. You, you, ain't, got no, you ain't got no juice. 
We got guns. We will kill you. We'll kill you and your children. But see, you want us to believe that Hitler was the worst thing since sliced bread. He killed six million Jews. Well, how many people did King Leopold kill? How many? How how much reparations did Belgium pay? And why did you? When when are we going to? redo this whole slicing up of Africa the way they did at that meeting they had where they were going to make them all their own separate countries and that way we can have them fighting each other and we can control them. That's all that was. Well, why don't we talk about that? Why isn't why isn't there an Afrocentric curriculum in our schools for our children? We pay for children to go to school. Why don't we do that? And you know why they don't do that? Because history, history is the most important thing in the world. I'm not saying that you have to, uh, you have to know everything about everything, but you should have a baseline, and not the baseline that is given to you by the oppressor, because he's going to give you one. He's going to tell you what to think, where to live, what to wear, what to eat. Oh, nobody tell me what to eat. Well, what happens when you go, oh, man, I sure can't find nothing to eat. It's food all around you. At least it looks like food. So no. No, brother, this 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 anti black, anti American African uh theme that's going through this country right now is real. It's real. And it's going to affect you. It's going to affect you, it's going to affect your children. And these people, and I don't make these, the Rugu, these white folks so smart. Man, you know, they, we playing checkers. They playing chess. I know how to play chess. And I got a high school diploma. I went to college for two semesters. I got a high school diploma. But I understand how to play chess. It's not, it's not as, as that difficult. You think three, four steps, three, four moves ahead. But I'm not going to sit here and give these white people all this credit for being so smart. It's nothing smart about putting a gun to somebody's head or scalping scalping someone. When they say scalping, do you actually know what scalping is? That's taking a knife and cutting the top of somebody's head off. That's the simplest, the craziest, the most barbaric thing I've ever heard of in my life. And they had, and you know, I watch old movies. I got a I got a a, a library of old movies uh, that I can watch on my um, fire stick. And these white people made movies and celebrated them conquering and taking land. You know, they were just taking land. There's nobody out here but buffalo. And, of course, we're going to kill all the buffalo because we don't want to – we don't even know how to raise buffalo. What the hell's going on with that? Who, we don't even eat buffalo meat. We want cows and chickens and pigs. So no, brother, it's it, it's very interesting. But back to Africa, there is a there are coups going on in in Mali, uh, Niger, uh, what is it, Bakarin, Faso, uh, Gabon, Sudan, Guinea. They they've all they've all pushed kicked these French out. They kicked them out, and uh, the African Union, and the, what is it, Equus. Equa, Equa, they're they're trying to keep the oppressor 
there. It, it's what it seems like to me. They're going to sanction these people because they're getting rid of democracy. But the democracy that they're getting rid of is one where the oppressor has put in these puppet, these sock puppets in here, and they're controlling them through these councils that they set up. So they're just, they're just controlling these sock puppets, and the people are still poor and hungry, and they're sitting, they're living on top of resources that everybody wants and nobody wants to pay for. And, and, they, and their lights go off, the grid goes down, and all this type of foolishness. They don't have the, they have the primitive sewage system because they've been made to believe that they're poor. Once you believe you are something, then that's what you are. But when the military comes and says, if this is democracy, then we don't want democracy. We don't want it. If, if, this, is what, if this is how my people have to be treated, then I don't want, I don't want this in my, in my country. And they're running the French out. I mean, they're putting them out. And I think the French didn't believe that they were, they were for real. They thought these people were, that it was some type of, there was some type of thing they phase, I guess, phase they were going through. But they quickly realized when they cut out, cut off the electricity and stopped the food coming to the embassy that I'm going to need you to leave. I'm going to need you to leave my country. And they did. And now they're going to figure out a way. They're going to figure out a way to get back and destabilize them. But it's not working. It's not working like it used to. In the old days, uh, they didn't have to work so hard to keep these people oppressed. You know, just a little something here, a little something there. I give this one something, I give that one something, and he fights his own people. But that doesn't, that's not working now. Because the Internet has showed them that they're fighting up in Niger, Niger. They're fighting in the Sudan. And they're fighting the same people. So now they understand that what we're doing is we're not isolated. And they and, and these people have said if you if you bring troops to them, that's an act of war against us. So no, it's it's very it's very interesting how this is, is going down and how it's playing out. And we uh, as American Africans need to watch this. We need to look at it. We need to see what is um what is happening. We need to pay attention to what they're doing to these people. And uh, we need to support them in any way we can. Uh, we need to, uh, if nothing else, have a conversation. Have, talk about what's going on. We have Pan-African organizations here, um, numerous Pan-African organizations that have been in, that have been going, uh, that have been going for a very long time. But we need to, as a, as, a, as, a, as a collective people, we need to speak about it. We need to speak about it. Whenever we, whenever we, a microphone is in front of us, we need to, we need to instead of, these, are we going to say that our brothers in the Ukraine, we support you? Well, we need to support our brothers in Africa. We need to support the revolution in Africa. I don't hear one American African senator, Congress was well, only one black senator, but the congressman <clears throat> ain't saying. I didn't bear Clyburn at, even at his annual fish fry said damn thing about Africa um, that we're supporting Africa. Why aren't we sending them sending them some of our tax dollars? Because we're sending them to the Ukraine, and I don't even know where the Ukraine is on the map. 
say the truth. And if the United States got bases, has bases over in Africa, they have bases all around the world. But does Africa have a base in the United States? Is there any country that is that is never ever taken up arms against the United States? Yeah, it is. African countries have never taken up arms against the United States. Mm-hmm. So now we are. We're in a good place. Uh, we're in a good place in this country, so far as uh, how we live and the security and the, and the comfort that we live in. But if my brother's in trouble, then so am I. If my brother's in trouble, then so am I. And I have to real. I have to understand that, and I have to let Irugu know that that we we are we are with the brothers in Africa. We're with those brothers, and I'm not sitting here uh, rom- uh, romanticizing about Africa. They, when I go there, oh, I love you, brother. Good welcome. Welcome home. I, I, I've, I've been to Africa. I went to Senegal. I went to Gambia. Just got back. I went this year, as a matter of fact. They, I, I didn't see all that. All I saw was, brother, you you have money? And they, they're trying to get the money. So now, I'm not, I'm not fooling myself into believing that they're not as their minds are not as just as colonized as mine is. I'm not. I, I know that they they are they have issues and and they've been living under this oppression for years. But over here, as black people, we are addicted to white because white is a is a level of comfortability. We are addicted to white, <clears throat> and we uh, we're in a we're in a um. We have a, a, a shame-based alliance with these oppressors. It's a shame-based alliance. He's ashamed of us, and we're ashamed of ourselves for, 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 for letting these people put us through what they put us through. Because no one can do anything to you unless you allow them to do it. And you allow them for a lot of different reasons. I mean, I got children, man. I got to raise my kids. I mean, that my, it my, I want my kids to be my legacy. But you know the question here for me, and as I as I'm talking, I start to realize that the real question here is what are we willing to sacrifice? What are you what are you willing to pay? What are you willing to pay for? And what are you willing to pay? I mean, how hard is it to give to give some money? I can give money, but what are you willing to sacrifice? To have what you want, I'm just asking. Are you? Are you? So it's it, it's interesting. It's interesting that we um we're, we're living like we're living and we're doing what we're doing and it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. But my brother's in trouble, so so am I. He's not. Uh, my brother's not well. My brother is struggling in in Africa, and it's a, and it's a reason for that. So we have to um, we have to make sure that we uh, we understand that and pass that on to our children <clears throat> that we do have a homeland. You know, we do have a homeland, and we come from we come from a a country of a, a continent of of people who were the first people, and uh, all these things that white white people were doing and claiming they developed and they um, we were inventing things with limited education. 
shopping carts and gas masks, and we can go on. Uh, the things we think about all the things that American Africans did in racism with the race, the anti uh, anti American African sentiment that they have in this country. All the things we did while living in a Jim Crow, uh, black codes, redlining, all those things, and the things we did while that was going on. Think if none of that was happening and we all did live in a harmonious life in this country. Sky would have been the limit for us. and Because we did all that under under all that pressure, we still rose. How does, what, and we're still here. So we, we are a phenomenal people. We are a people who can't be held down, can't be held back, and refuse to, we've been through crack, heroin, uh, Cisco, uh, Wild Irish Rose, Boone's Farm, Night Train. We, <laughs> we've been to Kentucky Fried Chicken, and we're still here. I'm telling we, man, we as a people are, are phenomenal people. We are phenomenal. But we've also been taught to hate ourselves. We live in a constant state of self-hatred, even with the hair that you put on your head that don't look like your hair, uh, the lipstick that you put on your lips, uh, the cherry, the red lipstick, and then the, the men are running around here and they in their European suits and they, 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 with their with they shoes on. And you, you are wearing clothes of someone else's culture. The Africans don't. When you go to Africa, I, I saw some of them dressing like that, but the majority of them had uh, kente cloth, matching kente cloth, beautiful, beautiful African clothing. But here we we don't have any connection. But when you look at other cultures, oh, they wear their clothes from their culture. They wear their sombreros, and the Jews got on their hamakas, and you know, uh, everybody got on their their uh, ethnic clothing, except for American Africans. We don't wear. You put on the dashiki. You go into a seventies party, man. What you doing? Why you got that afro? We all got afros underneath all that perm. That's making your brain pink because you put it in your head for 40 years. Oh, this one ain't got no lie in it. But, well, what is in it? You can't even read the back of the box of the perm that you put in your head. You can't read it because you don't understand the chemicals that you're putting in your skin, which absorbs it. Mm-hmm. But, no, we are, we're, in a, we're in a place, man. We're in a place. Uh, But we as a people will never quit. We will always win because we are winning right now. We are winning right now. Just by being here, we've already won. We have already won. We're not, we're we're not, I'm telling you, if it was up to these white folks, we'd have been gone. But they can't get rid of us because we are resilient people. We come from warriors. We are very resilient. We can't, you cannot stop us. You can't. You may think you can, but you can't. We've already won, and you know it. The white people know it, and that's why they're trying to, that's why they're coming 
for your children. They're coming for your children because they they know there's nothing they can do with you, and there's nothing they can do with me but get out of my way. So they're coming for your children, and because they know that the children are, are taught in these schools that they want to be to fit in, they want to be accepted, and they play on that. So no, we we have work to do. We got to stay at the grind. We got to stay at it. And I, and we are winning. Don't let nobody tell you that we're not winning because we are. We've already won, to tell you the truth. But uh, these white people, they, they, they're they realizing it because their numbers are diminishing, but that's neither here nor there. They're realizing it because we're educated. We're educated to what we – every just because you learn someone else's culture, you learn about them. But when you learn about your own culture, when you learn who you are and where you come from, that empowers you. And that's why I feel so empowered, and I'm not afraid of anything. And the worst black, the scariest black man in the world is a black man who ain't scared of nothing. You know, I don't, I don't want to, like anybody, I want to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But uh, am I willing to die for this? Yeah. Yeah. Do I want to die for this? No. No. But I'm not afraid of you. You don't scare me, Uruku. You don't scare me. Because when I'm scared, I do irrational things. And you don't want to see me scared. Because I don't want to see me scared. But what but what they're realizing that this is coming this is coming. This is coming. It's already came to an end. And that's why they're coming. Uh, they're coming full bore now. Now they want the boys to wear dresses. They want the girls to grow a mustache. They're giving them peels. They're having to mutilate themselves. They're coming for your legacy. They didn't gave up on you. We tried to crack you out of here with the crack. We tried to heroin you out of here with the heroin, but all y'all wouldn't do it. We made, we made, alcohol legal so you drink yourself to death then we made the weed legal so you smoke yourself to death then we gave you cigarettes and then damn it that turned around and took our children and messed up our kids now our kids are so now we got the fentanyl out here but all you got to do is touch the fentanyl and it got you so no no brother i'm not afraid and i'm going to keep saying what i'm saying and i'm telling you people hear us people hear us elders who know the truth, who've read a book or two, who've been, who've been some places, have seen some things. No, we, we, we're, we're in a good place, brother, right now, and we, uh, we have nowhere, nowhere to go but up. We're, not, we're moving forward, and we're constantly moving. But what I want to do, what I want to do right now, big brother, I want to put, I want to play a, play a song about family. I, I love this song. So we're going to, it's 12 o'clock. We're going to take a break, hopefully, um, Hopefully I'll take some of your calls if you guys call in. I'll take some of your calls and that would be fantastic to hear uh to hear what you think and what's on your mind and um what you see cuz I can't see everything. I can't hear everything. So we will do that. So hopefully we can we can play this um play this OJ song and once that song goes off we're going to come back and we're going to finish in our final hour. All right? Let's, let's do that. 
Okay. And it's uh where we at? Hopefully we can get that up. We can get that song up. Yeah. Alright. Hold on. Okay.
family is the solution to the world's problems today. Now let's take a look at the family. In the family, the father is like the head. All right, all right, all right. That was uh, that was that was the OJ's. I, I like that song. That um, family, and it it it's still. I just love that song. That's a pretty good. That's an excellent song. I want what I want to do is uh, who do, who do we have on the line? Is is uh, is brother? Is brother um, is brother Les on the line? Can we bring brother yeah. Les? Bring brother Les up. Brother Les. Peace and blessings, brother. Good morning and good afternoon. How are you today? Brother, I am so good. Thank you for asking. How about you? Uh, another day, another day. I, I, I loved your monologue for the first hour, and the question <laughs> that leads me to ask you is what are, um, or what can you suggest are some of the sources and or resources uh, that you use uh, that would help educate um, engage us, uh, vitalize us, something to energize us about American Africans here in this continent about what's going on in the mother continent at all. Are there, are there 
um, uh, articles that you're reading? Are there um, uh, uh, connections that you're making with uh, people there that kind of feed in it? energy and efforts to you at all what are some of those energies what are some of those resources that you use that could help um assist in this process of empowering us here in this continent wow brother that is a fantastic question uh thank you for it is because, because of the fact that you know it's something has to be it's sort of like sticking your finger in the 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 wall socket, right, and getting that right. that charge. And what is that force that drives us that we really, really need to be able to put ourselves in a position to do so, to be right. able to help not those brothers but ourselves too as a collective in order for us to be liberated as well as unified? And that's, that's the question that I ask. Wow. That's <laughs> That's heavyweight, brother. Thank you so much for asking that. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to listen, and I'm still going to learn. And thank you so very much for filling in, and uh, look forward to the rest of the program. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Les. Uh, brother Les, peace, yeah. big brother. Brother Les Asa, family, Brother Les Asa, excellent question. And he, and he, and, and, and I get, and I understand why he asked that question. I, I'm not going to speak for him, but this uh-huh. is how I interpret it what he said um when you what goes in your head my father used to say this what goes in your head comes out your mouth and and people and people tend to wonder how did why i'm 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 not crazy i'm not stupid i I, i'm just as smart as anybody else and i when i listen to baba oshi i'm like why does oshi come up with all these answers well we are, we are, uh, and, and I'm telling you, the easiest way to do it, because what I did, we are, we have access to the to the World Wide Web, and I'm huh? telling you, that is the that is the trump card. That, that this damn internet, oh yeah, you can play music, you can watch videos, and you can TikTok and all that, know where the party's at, but you also can put in Africa, put uh-huh. just put in the word Africa, and so much will come up, especially on YouTube. And I and I'm telling you, man, I spend day after day looking at YouTube videos, looking at news on the YouTube. That's basically what I use my computer for. But before that, I would read. I would read constantly. And I'm telling you, I would read because I never. I, I would don't get me wrong, brother. I've I've done a lot with with entertainment, but I sure. never would. I, I never would. I mean, I, you can Google Google my name. You'll you'll see things pop up movies and commercials and things like that that I've done, but I never would see anything about Africa in a positive light. And I, uh-huh. and I, and I said, that there has to be something positive. So then I started reading Amos Wilson. I started reading uh, uh, Jerome Fox, who wrote the book, okay. Addicted to White, uh, uh-huh. The Oppressor in the League with the Oppressor in a Shame-Based Alliance. I started reading, I started reading these authors in and I started listening, listening to what I was. I mean, in other words, you can read anything, but then when you stop and, and just dissect what you just read, it starts okay. to take on a life of its own. And that's why when I start talking, it, it mixed. When you, if you listen to, to to what I was saying earlier, it was mixed with psychology. It that's was right. mixed, yeah, it, it, because brother, 
we we live in emotions. Don't tell don't get me wrong. I, there are white people out here that I worked with for thirty five years had no problem with this Caucasian. They treated me like I treated them. They respected me. I respected them. But I did not get blinded by that because outside of that, when I got pulled over by the police, I'm nervous. I'm a grown man. I'm nervous because I think he might shoot me. But when the <laughs> white boy gets pulled over, hey, Bob, how your dad doing? What's going on? What? And so that's, that means that it's not the it's not the person. It's the system. The uh-huh. system has to be dismantled. And these mm-hmm. books that I read, like The Blueprint for Black Power by Amos Wilson, The Moral, right. Political, Economic imper- Imperative for the 21st Century, these books like this, they give you a blueprint and tell you exactly why these white people are able to walk around like, I'm just having a great time and everything's good because... The system protects me. But what is protecting you and I, Brother Left? What's protecting uh, uh, us? You, come uh, on now. And, and I can't uh, shoot all the white people. I can't. No. You know, like the, like uh, Paul Mooney said, I know how to end racism. Kill all the white people. Wait a minute, Paul. Take it now. <laughs> there's, also, there's also a small, uh, one other small piece, too, that um, I think that we've lost. We've lost the ability of discernment. That spirit to be able to, uh, for example, I often wonder if black women today have mother wit, or do they maybe may not even know what mother wit is, right, at Mm -hmm. all. And so where is that spirit of discernment that could guide us through certain situations and circumstances and to be able to establish a safe haven for themselves as well as their um, uh, people that they are around. Somehow or another, we lost that. We lost that ability to do that. Uh, we and, and so, can that be reclaimed? Is a question that I ask, right? Or is it just individualized thing? Well, you know something. We're living in this capitalistic society, so guess what? Um, it's every man for for themselves, and God bless the rest. <laughs> just kind of wondering. <laughs> Individualism. <laughs> no, no, you you make a good point. But the, the reality is, Urugu, Urugu has a a way, and he lives and he lives. Urugu lives in a total, a total state of confusion. In other words, Urugu gives us a Bible that's supposed to be a sacred book. To me, it's a book of instruction. It teaches you how to live a righteous life, and you get that book. And then he, and then, even the book he gives you, Urugu doesn't follow the book. The book clearly states something, but we're not going to follow that book. Well, what you give it to me for if we're not going to follow it? So what what Erugu does, he confuses things, and and, he, and then he and then he deflects. He deflects. I'm not thinking about uh, anything to do with anything when I'm watching a football game. Because all I want to watch is a football football game. So that's the diversion. That's to keep your mind off of your sovereignty, to keep your mind off your uh, self-determination. Because, I'm, I mean, I want this team to win. Well, I really am watching the athletic contest, but I still, in the front of my mind, is the fact that all the white guys, all the white people are in the stands and all the black people are on the field. Why ain't, the white, <laughs> why, ain't we, why ain't we carrying a clipboard? And even if we do, why don't we write the check? 
We're cashing checks and thinking we're doing something. But no, brother, you're absolutely correct. Discernment was an excellent when you when you said that word. It it, it, it was it was excellent that you said that. It brought so many things to my mind. But we as a people, we are a surviving people. You can't get rid of us. You should what you should have done at Rugu is paid and helped Marcus Garvey put us on that boat back then. That's what you should have done. But you were selfish because you knew you had a people that you could make, that they, that were permanent second-class citizens, and that's what we were, permanent second-class citizens. So Very you good. didn't want us. And, and, and by keeping us there, but see, what you didn't understand, what you're dealing with for African, you're dealing with, I have African in me. Even though I'm not in Africa, African's in me. And I'm not mm-hmm. going anywhere. I am not going to be held down. Black people did not sit on the and dance in, in, in them cabins they gave us, and we just having so much fun picking cotton. We weren't doing that. Them white folks were scared to death. Brother Rick tells you he was staying outside the window listening to when y'all, y'all going to revolt? What y'all going to do? Because they knew that one day we're going, just like, just like these police officers. The police officers have a lot of power, but they, they tend to realize that it's not as many of us as it is of them. And we're going to have to stop killing these black, shooting these black men in the back 13 times and saying that if I feared for my life. That's not going to fly anymore. And you going to jail is not a big thing. I don't want you to go to jail. I need you to be on the street because eventually people are going to go to your house. You got to live somewhere. You ain't made a steal. Now you're talking about anarchy and chaos. Is that, the, is that what it takes to level this playing field? Because, brother, we have to level this playing field. We are not going to keep looking up to our daddy to give us our clothing, our cars, our airplane, our air travel, our food. I'm, I'm, we're not going to keep doing that. And, and there are people now that are teaching these children not to get a job but to start a business. They're teaching these children to work at a job just long enough to start your own business. Because if you can make these Caucasians all this money, in their company, you can start your own damn company. You can do it for yourself. And that's what we're doing now. It, it, it seems, and, it, and it's happening. It's happening because we're seeing through this, this whole, when the labels change. You ever notice the label change? One, one day we black, next thing we, we Negroes, next, next thing we multicultural, <laughs> next that's thing right. we minorities, that's and the next thing we changing. And you and you know why you change the label because you want to change the mindset. The, what you call someone is very important. You, when we grew up, I'm, I don't know if you're, you're around my age. When we grew up, nicknames was a big thing. You yeah, know, yeah. nickname a big, a big thing. I had a cool nickname, boy. You cool as I don't know what, man. What's up? Yeah, right. DJ Mike, Mike, Shorty, Shorty, Shorty J, Shorty G, Shorty. Big Money Joe, all these nicknames. And this is something that was so important because it's not what they call you. It's what you answer to. Yes. So, yes. And, and, and words are important. Don't tell me that the N-word has We took the power out of N-word. Shut up. Shut up. Stop it. You didn't take no power out of nothing. You don't have the power to take the power out of the word. You don't own nothing. You're a sharecropper. You don't own anything. You got a you got a debt to this white man. 
that he's never going to let you pay off. Never. And the way he does it is he'll give one of y'all a bunch of money, and I'll give Tyler Perry a studio, but I won't give 30 Tyler Perry studios, okay? But I'll give one Tyler Perry a studio. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. And that's, that's how, that's, and they keep us fighting against each other. You know, I'll make one Oprah. You you got one Oprah, now you got one Gail. But you got all these goddamn Barbara Walters, Katie Keurig. <laughs> Come on now. You got four yeah. night shows on TV, late night shows. Steph, uh, the other guy, and uh, all white. You had yeah. one black man on TV, Arsenio Hall, who wasn't going to yeah. do but so much. He wasn't going to be but so black because he gets paid by white folks. And that's all right. But he was too black, and he wasn't even as black as I was him to be. When I say black, what I, you know what I mean. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, doing something uh, that points towards our culture. But Senio Hall, uh, funny. But see, in, in jokes, there's a little bit of truth. There's always a little truth in a joke, and that's why you laugh, because you can relate to the little bit of truth in it. There's always something, something behind the laughter. So when you when y'all start sitting in the audience, we all laughing together, all the white folks and the black people laughing. Somebody ain't laughing because it ain't funny to everybody. But it's, it, but we laughing. Come on now. So in 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 in, in our in our liberation and in, in, in our moving towards our self determination, there's always going to be um, us finding a way to the truth. And that's what we're doing right now. Because, brother, people are listening to us. We're on the World Wide Web. That's, and it's not worldwide. I don't mean just the local. People are listening to us. And they're yeah. hearing what we're saying. And and this is what, and I, I truly believe this, brother Les, I think what they're saying to themselves, is it a bunch of black people that think like them? Or, or are, they, are they the exception? Uh-huh. Why do and why don't we? Why don't you and I think like the rest of them? Why don't why ain't we glad to get a gold chain, bro? I want a gold chain with the diamonds in it. You know, Gucci link. Yeah, who yeah. the hell is Gucci? Who the hell? I don't know what a Birkin bag is, and don't want to know. I don't need red bottom shoes. And actually, we shouldn't need wearing shoes. Come on. <laughs> one other question that popped. Yeah, one other question that pops up in my head as well, and I'm, I'm just full of them, and thank you so very much for spending your time with us, is about service. How can we better position ourselves to be of service to each other as it works toward, as we work toward liberation and unification? Is there is there a place for us to be of service one to another at all? That's, that's, a, that's another, wow, you on point today. <laughs> no, we, we, what what Arugu does is he makes sure that his volunteer organizations and his human his humanitarian organizations are very easy to get to. If you want to go give your uh, free labor to build a house for the Houses for Humanity, all you got to do is go online and sign your name. They'll call you up and you come right over there. If you want to get on the Good Ship Hope, the CIA ship, the Good Ship Hope and Go and, and feed some some uh, for free. Feed some Africans and give them, uh, you know, vaccines and all this foolishness. You can do that very easily. But when you say, "I want to help just American Africans," I just want to help Africans. That's all yeah. I want to help. How do I send my money? To, I don't mean UNICEF. I mean send my money to African organizations 
that are helping African people. How can I do that? Man, you got to jump through hoops, uh, go through, get passwords and go through firewalls and all. <laughs> because it is, because, and like I said before, it's the system. The way the system is set up, anytime you do something that's going to help, like the lady said on the radio one time, I'll never forget it. Her name was Conaway. She was a state senator. He said, well, why don't you put the bill in? She said, if it's a bill for just black people, that's never going to pass. And that said volumes to me, Brother Les. That said, she said that on the radio. She was a politician. If it's just for black people, it's not going to pass. But yet you can get a you can get an executive order for Asians. You can pass a bill for Jews right now. But you but when it comes to black people, so we I'm telling you, the Trump card is this internet. You can put in right now organizations to help black people. That's all you gotta put in. You can say it. And it'll and, and pan African organizations will pop up. And these people and, and you know, you have to be smart. You know, everything look good ain't good. All people who say one thing may do another thing. That's, I, I, and it's kind of weird that, that, that I thought about this. Like, ah, there's a cat at the, I, I bowl uh, at this bowling alley on a league, and there's a cat that worked there, brother, black guy, real nice huh? cat, man, just the nicest cat. And I went there the other day, and they said he, he got fired. I said, fired? Why did they fire Damon? He said he was stealing. I said, stealing? He said, yeah. So, Brother Les, I said that to say this. You never know what people are doing. You know, I know what your mouth said, you know, yeah. and I, and they, but you don't know what people are doing until you just let them tell you who they are. That bothered me. It really bothered me because if the brother needed something, I would have I gave it. Mean, I don't know his situation, but he might yeah. have had a situation or he might have just been tempted because we've been conditioned to worship money. Out <laughs> in my journey, where I am in my life, it, money don't move me, brother Les. It truly doesn't. I heard but that. a lot of a lot of people say money don't mean nothing to nobody. Only means money only means something when you don't have it. And and I understand that. I understand that. I've been, I, I've had some, some some days where I wish I'd had a few more dollars than I had, and that type of thing. But I've I've made it. But I made it through. I made it through because what I did was take my take it down a notch. Instead of getting two cheeseburgers, I got one. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. instead of getting the Cadillac, I got the Toyota. But yeah. I made it, and now I can get anything I want because I made the sacrifice. But no, this I'm telling you, this internet will get you anything you want. You just have to be smart enough to decipher what it is that fits what you want to do. Because okay. just because something say African and black people and proud to the people, yeah, okay, sure, bro, I'm I'm with it, okay, whatever. And then all the money, just like the I go to this, uh, I used to go to this Baptist church, and the pastor would jump up and down and scream and holler. I said, man, uh-huh. this guy's all right. Then he got went out, you know, time to leave, and he got in the Bentley. So, whoa, wait a minute, bro. Wait a minute, is it a Bentley? <laughs> Why you got a Bentley? I'm, I'm mad now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. he was but what he was doing, he was living off of the church. He ain't work nowhere. He ain't work nowhere. He was living off of the church because he was living off the people. And it's the same way uh-huh. I'm I'm sitting there real quick from the left. If they're talking about in the news, uh Biden's son 
is, is, is doing this and doing that, using his daddy name. Don't all the politicians do that? Clyburn's daughter is working for the Congress right now. Why is she working there? Because her daddy a congressman. Isn't that what they all do? It's a business of compromise. That's what politics is, a business of compromise. Everybody's not going to be happy, but but stop acting like it's a big thing. But what they do, but what they do is they use it to their advantage. But I but I yeah. seriously believe, brother Les, that the internet is the way to go when you want to connect with people. I'm, I'm serious. Okay. It is it's a high it's an information highway, and I'm telling you, you don't have to be a a, a PhD to understand how this works. But what mm-hmm. you have to do is you have to find what works for you. Everything, uh, everybody don't want to be a socialist. Everybody, everybody, don't, everybody don't want to be a socialist. Everybody don't want to be a Democrat. Everybody uh-huh. don't want to be a I don't want to be none of it. But what right. I do want to be is I want to be a credit to my race. Now, I know that may sound outdated. And, and like, man, you're from the 50s. Well, that's, we should have never stopped saying it. Because once we started multiculturing and diversity and all these other words, uh, people of color. What, what the hell that mean? We, we got we away from. Got, yeah, you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We we got away from terms like race man. Right. Believe it or not, that was a real actual term, race man. And and there were individuals uh, I can't call right now who were considered race men. And, and wow. so you know we got away from that term. Um, and so it, of course, it got kind of covered over with a bunch of other uh, vocabulary mm-hmm. as well. But um, those were very the kinds of types of terms that really reinforced a position on things, being a race Correct. man, right, a race woman, Correct. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And what it does, brother Les, is it dilutes your culture. It dilutes you. Any, I mean, if you got a cup of coffee and it's black. It's 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 what it is. It's black coffee, but when right. you put one drop of cream in it, it mm-hmm. dilutes it, and that's what uh-huh. we did. We let this system turn us into something that does not exist. There's no such thing as a negro. That's a spread. That's a, that comes from a a Spanish word, negroid. I mean, and it's all. And I didn't I didn't learn that in school. I learned it on the internet. You know. The, this, this, when you this, when you let someone define who you are, you lose everything that you are. Don't let people define you. And when we, if we want to be black with afros, then we black with afros. If that makes you uncomfortable, that's not my issue. That's your issue. I'm not uncomfortable because when I run around, go down the street and see all these American flags. Because how many American flags does it take to make one Confederate flag? <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> we we have to we have to understand, man, that this the system is not put here for our interest. It's not put here for us to to to, to do good with it. It's, it's put here for a few of us to do good, but the majority of us will keep going in a circle, going and, and they want our children to follow that circle because if like they said they were building apartments here in the area where I live. Apartments does not create generational wealth. Oh, they got some more jobs. Jobs don't create generational wealth. Business businesses create generational wealth. Why is it that every time I call a plumber, I got to get the white guy that's a plumber? Because they took all vocations out of black schools. They want to prepare you to go to college, and you don't even know your multiplication tables. 
Oh goodness, yeah. yeah. Come on, you know I'm telling the truth. Oh yeah. They don't I, even I, know. They don't know that multiplication thing. If it, if the grid goes down today, these kids don't know how to write. They don't know, and and it's young, it's older people that don't either. Yeah. So no, yeah. we're in a we're in a place, we're in a good place, man. We we're gonna, I, I, not gonna. We are, we are moving forward. We are making, and and I'm gonna tell you how you know that we're we're making progress, because white okay. people keep changing up, brother Les. You notice how they keep changing up? They, it, 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 at one time they they tell you don't come here and eat nothing. I don't want your money. Don't come here. Now all of a sudden, uh, we want you to come. And now it's changing to the. I'm thinking, why y'all changing, man? You know why yeah. you changing? Because we're winning. We're winning. And as soon as we put these white girls alone, then it's really going to turn. It's really going to take them somewhere because we don't want their their white princess no more. And because I don't, uh, I don't want anywhere. Wow. Brother Les, let me let me pull up Brother Jay because you know Jay always got something to say. Let me, All right, let me, yeah. And, and thank you for taking my call, and I'm still listening. <laughs> brother, please, thank you so much. I love you, man. Uh, Jay, brother Jay. Hey, what's happening, bro? What happened? You done gave up on the white woman, man? She's she's no more. She's my queen. <laughs> no, wait, a wait, a minute, brother Jay. Brother right. Jay, before we go, before we go off on Becky, I want to ask you something. Sure. Well, hold on one second. Well, at Blindster, if you have a tape measure and a screwdriver, you can install our custom blinds. And one moment. Plus, we guarantee they'll fit. Blindster.com. Brother Jay, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead, man. Okay. If you got a screwdriver, number to me. Brother Jay, what happened to the Jets last night? You should have supposed to because he was sitting at the game. I I don't even watch him. They they basically um when it, they was up seventeen zero, I I turned it off. I turned it back on. They was tied twenty twenty, and then I saw where um the quarterback made a fumble. I right. I, I don't right. Yeah, that's I it. Don't, no, you're right. You're I'm, right. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a Jet or Giant fan. I mean, my 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 thing is starting up today. Is it basketball? I, I, I'm a oh, basketball, basketball starting today. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not football. Now I do like Kansas City. If 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 they get to the Super Bowl or to the playoffs and stuff like that, I'll be. In front right, of the right. TV every well, time they play, but I'm, I'm not into football. Well, I knew you was a, I know you was a sports a sports enthusiast, but the point, but the point I was trying to make to you is that Aaron Rodgers in his in his in his afflicted uh, foot is sitting up in the stands watching this this boy, and if it wasn't for the for the little mistake he made, the little fumble, uh, this boy makes Aaron Rodgers look like we don't really need you no more. I'm not lying, and that's hard to I, do. I, I can't. I, I don't do that. I ain't even go. I ain't even go criticize on that. Yes, fucking now. He held this boy. He held his own against. He held his own against Mahomes. Listen, Mahomes had I guess an off, an off night. But you know the thing is, 
and this is and this is real talk in regards to this. He should have someone like defenses and check off and things of that nature. You should get better. If you want to be honest about it, when they first drafted him, they didn't have nobody around them to teach him the way that Roddy could. Perfect example. Look at his brother with the Green Bay Packers. He's doing a fairly decent job as a quarterback. Remember, he spent, I think, three or four years sitting behind learning Roddy. I don't know if Rodgers had a relationship with him because I know when they first drafted him, Rodgers was pissed off. So from what I understand and what I read, I don't have no proof for this, Rodgers, in a sense, has took in Wilson under his wing. That's why the Jets didn't get rid of him. And I guess was trying to groom him by example. Well, unfortunately, he got hurt. So the thing is, I would hope that Wilson will progress as a quarterback under the tutelage of Rodgers. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, I we'll see what happens. Would let this down. Personally, yeah, I, I, I got my Knicks and I got my Warriors. East Coast for the early game, West Coast for the night game. And then in between, and if he's in the tank and if he can stay healthy, I'll be happy for Right now, my money is on Boston. They could get a big man. Milwaukee's going to be all right. And yeah. Warriors, if they can get a big man. Hey, listen, my issue with the Warriors is. Damn, Jay, your phone is going out. I can't hear, understand what you're saying, man. Damn. Huh? Your phone's going, no, it's saying, going in and out. Oh, I'm sorry. I, what I was saying was the Warriors haven't gotten a big man that's right. anywhere from 6'11 to 7 feet to give them 15 minutes a game. Right. Um, of solid defense and you know whatever, but hey man, it is it is what it is. This is my time now. <laughs> from October to June, um, I'm making money. I'm enjoying myself, and life <laughs> is life is good, bro. So I, I, hey, I, I'm, 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 I'm with football. Bro, you sound you, you sound know? you sound really good, Jay. You sound. I mean, hey, listen, listen to your I voice. I'm going to ask you something, right, right, right. man. What do, what do you think of this whole situation, what's going on between Russia, China, and the U.S. in regards to what's happening over on the continent? Because, like I said last night, I know that our people over on the continent are waking up, man. It seems to me that they're waking up. To being manipulated, bombed, and mistreated by the U.S. And, you know, they're trying to forge more um, acceptable relationships with um, other countries like China and Russia. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for it, man, because you know, 
if we're going to look at history and we're going to be honest about it, America ain't never treated Africa on the level that Africans should ever trust these bastards. And, and the reason why I'm paying more attention to Lucy is because what happened was I was listening to a show on serious radio. Mm-hmm. It's Monkey Man, Twisted System. Mm-hmm. And, and this loud mouth, we say, oh, man, that's too ignorant. Ask Negroes and stuff. I'm concerned. And this thing will really, number one, he pissed me off a bit earlier talking about the doctor. You know, he didn't even want me to spank him, so he cut me off. And I had to call him. And the second one was they were talking about business between Russia and Africans and China and Africans. And this, this clown is saying that Africans should not trust Russia and China. And I'm saying to myself, oh, so they should trust America based on what? Bastard, you're supposed to have a history degree. So I'm quite sure you know a little bit about what this cracker did to our people. Now, I know enough history to know that the relationship between Russia and China has not been as brutal as the relationship between America and Africa has been. I don't think that, you know, the enslavement, it may have been enslavement by those two countries have been anywhere close to the level that America has done. And I don't understand how it is that you could say all of this about Russia and China when they're over there trying to do business. They're not over there totally trying to steal and colonize Africa and Made a trip of the World Bank, the IMF, and all of that on the level that America is constantly. So, I'm just, you know, it's this confusing and saying. Jay, I can't understand you. Your phone is going nuts, man. I don't know. No, I just wanted to. There you go. I got it. Go ahead. I just wanted to get your take. I just wanted to get your take on. Let me feel the the perspective. No, I, I, you know, Jay, you and I, you and I think similar on a lot of things, and 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 I think I think we think similar on this. The United States is is a is a sneaky is a sneaky government. They've been they've been over there practicing neo-colonialism for a very long time. The only difference in France and the United States is France is out with it. France is straight out with we're gonna bring our people in and put our pup our sock puppet president's in here, and they're going to do what we say is going to have a council under him that tells him what to do. Uh, Russia is coming in, and they're saying, we're going to level the playing field. We're going to come at you a little a little nicer than these other cats. We still want your resources, but we're willing to pay you market price for them. So you come up with a market price. Um, China, same way. China is not going to do anything that's not going to help China. The difference in them is that uh, France has had the lock on Russia 
for a long time with their colonialism because they are brutal. France is brutal. They don't have a problem with telling you we in charge of y'all and y'all going to do what we say and we got troops here to make sure y'all do what we say. So now these countries, these countries like Niger uh, and Sudan and Gabon and, and Mali, they're getting rid of their embassy. Once we remove your embassy and your troops, now we can do what we want because you don't have a direct line in here. You got to send your economic jackals in here. And they got jackals. They got these, the economic hitman is a book. You can get the book. It tells you all about it. I've read it already. Yeah, these cats, them cats come in uh, and destabilize your government. They destabilize your food source. They, 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 get, they give one something or two something and have them fight against the other. This is what France said. France says the reason we're leaving out of uh, what was it, Niger is because they no longer want to fight terrorism. Huh? Huh? You are the terrorist. What are you talking about? But they want to have a, they have to have a boogeyman. Brother Jay, you ever notice when you look at a movie, it's always got to be a bad guy. If it ain't the Indian, it's the the Arab. If it ain't the Arab, it's the, it's the Islamic people, it's the jihad. It's, it's always got to have a boogeyman. So the boogeyman in Africa is the Islamics. The, we, we're fighting the, 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 the ISIS. We try to keep ISIS out of your place and we're fighting them but at the same time i'm fighting to keep them out i'm raping you of your uranium and i'm taking so much uranium out your country till i got uranium to sell all over the world and now my lights are on in in france but your lights go off your grid ain't working i went to senegal i ain't see no street lights but the people and so the point the point i'm making is i'm glad they're going i hope they stop giving them their gold I hope they stop using their money. I hope they start teaching their children to speak uh, uh, the, the language of, of the continent. And, and I really hope that Africa redraws the lines. I hope they, this, the lines that were drawn in Africa, all these different sovereign countries, which really ain't sovereign countries, what they do is you can control, I can control you better if I have you separated. If you're a fist, it's harder to do that. So if you get a, I mean, I saw a video real quick, Jay, where they were celebrating the fact that in uh, Kenya they have a school which has an Afrocentric curriculum. Huh? We're in Africa, and this is a school that has an Afrocentric curriculum. What were you teaching before? You were teaching a European. <laughs> Come on now. It's out oh, here. It's it's, it's, and that's, this does not even make sense. And this is the part that makes me upset, and I'm going to stop after this, Bob, because I could go on. The United States knows this is going on. They know that these people are raping Africa. But you sit over in this country and don't say anything. Congress, Senator, you don't say nothing because you want us to pay from it. Say it again. They benefit from it because they do that's deals correct. with them. That's correct. You I are mean, correct. that's the truth of the matter. That's and the sad true. thing is you have Negroes like Jeffries and Meeks, who both deserve burning neckties, um, <laughs> do the type of treachery that they do and put forward information to black people who don't know a damn thing about what's going on and make them feel like they're trying to do beneficial acts for Africans. 
Man, I tell you, man, burning necktie America needs so desperately. <laughs> oh, they need it so desperately. But the sad thing is we're caught up in a situation, unfortunately, to where as we got to figure out how to educate our people better. Because you know something? As mm. you get older, and we both getting older, our eyes went up to a lot more bullshit than we previously do. And <laughs> I'm at the point now to where as I done set myself up to where as I can basically say whatever the F I wanna say and could keep right. left. Because you can't you can't do nothing to me. You know what I mean? I'm I'm secure. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. you know, we as a people Better figure it out before it gets too late. And, I mean, this Negro Peen lives in such a delusion and fantasy about what they think their position is in this country that they really don't get it. And I don't know if you are aware of this, but they spoke about it briefly last night with this cat, A, with Bloom, and what he's doing to these sisters in Atlanta that's trying to help black women in the contradiction of that bullshit is amazing. It's amazing. Wow. But the thing is, that's only the beginning. Oh, yeah. And we don't get it. That's only the beginning. Because if he could derail them, who else is he going to go after? And in the end, the ones that's going to really get it is those that think that they're isolated from it, the monkey man twisted sisters. You got to do the Negro first. Get the Negro in line. And once you get the Negro in line, then you go after the monkey man twisted sisters. And that's your, the reality. But see, the monkey man twisted sisters, they never stand up for us as a people, but as soon as the monkey man took the sisters, get their comeuppance, and somebody attacks them, here come that on the knees Negro coming to that bastard's defense. We sick. We sick, boss. That's, that's what <laughs> You think he's going <laughs> to stop once he gets finished spanking these sisters? And mind you, Who's their lead lawyer? Do you know who their lead lawyer is? The most visible ambulance case in black America. Benjamin Munchmouth, Mushmouth, Can't Speak Crump. That is who there. The the best ambulance chaser that the black man has seen in years and years. Yeah, he's their defender. He is their defender. And y'all Negroes are so happy that Mr. Mushmouth <laughs> is the defender. And as you can see, the bastard ain't got no power. Now, where's Prime Day Al at not raising hell about this? Why isn't he marching in, in the streets and going out? Boom. Is there no begging involved? Is 
had the right to say anything about this. And in the process, and many, it's a small group of black women. Right. Overall, black people on the collective are getting hurt. But it's all right that white people discriminate against black people when it comes down to economic loans and all of that. And ain't nothing done about that. But when black women supposedly look out for black women and they don't want to give a dime to a cracker, it's an issue. That shit don't even make no sense. But we go along with it. We don't point out the contradiction and the evilness of it, and we let this effing Jew get away with it. I believe somebody last night, I think it was Elliot, was saying that Sharpton is supposed to call on his Jew rabbis, and he never was thinking to be Jews that he down with, to chastise this man, to call this man out, and to say, no, this is not right. But what do you hear? Crickets, 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 crickets. <laughs> so listen, man, it's all it's all a game being played and unfortunately our people don't see what's going on. Or they do see what's going on, but they too scared to say anything because they feel that their position will be jeopardized. And if that's the case, get your effing money right. Jay, I love you, man. I got to let you go. I love you too, brother. But what's real, real? Because the bottom line is, when you get to be our age and your money right, there ain't nothing the white man can do to you. Nothing. If your money right, there ain't nothing they can do to you. Nothing. Nothing they can do to you. It ain't hard to get your money right. Because if you know what you're doing, there's safeguards to make sure your money right. You just have right. to be intelligent, you know, to get your money right. Ask them. So, I mean, hey, it is it is what it is. It is but like you is. always say to me, Irv, we go yeah. move forward. We go be all right. And we yeah. go do what we have to do. And the reality is, like my brother Ralph always say, you either going to stand up, do what you have to do, or you go perish. Because, as he say, where the caskets at? Hello? Hello? That's all. Where the caskets at? <laughs> Unbelievable. You right? Brother Jay, thank you so much. Let me let me in this thank program you. get this out of here. You the uh, bro, thank you for calling. Yeah, and I want you to um I want you to look at a documentary called Boycott. This documentary is about uh some uh white folks that are suing uh actually it's a Palestinian lady and it's a couple of white folks that's suing the United States government. Because there's a law on the books that they had to sign that says that no American company can boycott any company in Israel. Okay. And yeah, that's, I know about that. And, you know, oh, see, I, see I, I didn't know. I looked, I was watching this, and I went, are you effing serious? You can't do business in the United States if you boycott a business in Israel? Who signed, yeah. who signed this? Not even Black people signed to, this. Yeah, you're not even supposed to um, – Say anything and be critical about Israel without getting your ass banged. And it's Negroes like Meeks and and Jeffries and the rest of them. Clyburn. 
Spud Clyburn oh, and all them fools. Now, you clowns. know, I'm going to say this, them. and I'm going to get in trouble for this. But if <laughs> I think at the top of my list for the next time would be Clyburn, then <laughs> Jeffries, then Meeks, then Maxine Waters, and I could go on and on. But them four, they could get it with the quickness. And any of you girls out there who don't like real what quick. I say, I could give <laughs> real quick today. I heard, I heard uh, that the daddy of them all, Brother Wrangle, I heard him say in an oh. interview one time, wait a minute, I'll never forget it. He said, Brother Wrangle, you signed on to the crime bill that Biden put together. And, and and you signed on to it, and it sent all these black men to jail for powder, cocaine. I mean, for uh for crack. But yet, when the white boys had the powder cocaine, they didn't go to jail at the same rate. And you signed that bill. Why did you do that? And you know what Wrangle said? He said it seemed like a good idea at the time. Huh? Can I tell you this? <laughs> Let me tell you this. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you this. Herb, every time that Negro see me, he runs for me. Every time he see this, he runs for me because he knows he old, and I tell him in his face all the time, you're a piece of shit on me, I see. Every time I see him, I, I, I say something slick to him, and that. Every time. Now, I saw him maybe three or four months ago, uh-huh. and I blasted him. So every time you see me, he got that look on his face. This crazy uh, yeah, nigga about again. to say something slick to me. Man, let me tell you something. We live, we live like five blocks away from each other. So we uh-huh. always pop into each other every now and then. And every time he see me walking towards him, he know I'm going to say something now. <laughs> he already know. He already and know. Fail, and it don't fail because I don't fail. Every time I see him, I get triggered for the fact that the man is an absolute no good dirtbag. And, and, you know, I can't say something to you that really, really, let me tell you, all I'm going to tell you this is, just think about what I'm going to say to you. You know, when people come into this country from other countries that are of his status, you know they don't check them, right? Right. Think about what I just said to you. I am. I, I know okay. exactly what you said. Think about, I got to end this, you know I gotta I end this day. You, right? The man, yeah. the man is a degenerate, useless, <laughs> no good <laughs> bastard I'm for, who destroys him. <laughs> He I let him fire when I said his name. They, listen, he's worse, <laughs> and I'm glad he's out of office, than yeah. Jeffries, I guess, has took his, his, what you call him. But the man, you know, Harlem is supposed to be the mecca of yeah, black, black, black mecca of America. Let me tell you something, bro. I done lived in Harlem for 58 years. Harlem, and I'm going to say it, and I have no problem saying it. Harlem is trash. I got to go, Jay. We'll leave on that we'll note, go. and hopefully right. you'll be back soon. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Asante, <laughs> 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 brother.
I said, thank you, Mikey, my brother. Thank you so much. We end this show. We end this program like we end all our programs. The greatest weapon that the oppressor has is the mind of the oppressed. Thank you so much for joining me. I had a great time. I can't wait to do it again. And hopefully I said something that someone can use, pass on, or makes their day a little brighter than it was before they tuned in. I say. I say. I say, brother. Yeah, man. You guys are great, man. Thank you so much.